0: Superhero Stuff You Should Know is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network.
1: Hey, this is Ben from Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and I have an important announcement for you guys. At the end of every single episode of Superhero Stuff You Should Know, you might hear a shout out to our fans, one of whom is Matt Herring, who was one of the original Superhouse fans. He's always given us his support, and now it's time that we support him. Uh, We've just recently found out that Matt has been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, and as a cancer survivor myself i know personally that there's a lot of emotional and financial strain that comes into that uh his wife kelly has set up a gofundme account at gofundme.com f matthew hyphen kicks hyphen cancer 039s hyphen butt uh and hopefully you can help reduce the financial strain to that as well as some of the emotional strain that comes with that again that's gofundme.com f slash matthew dash kicks dash cancer zero three nine s dash butt
0: matt herring was the first i guess you could say true super house fan we were super house at that time you know the first fan of this podcast and what we do here and um, has always supported us talked about us and hey's um, from a town close to where I'm from and uh, so we share that as well and just a huge superhero fan and you know nerd like the rest of us and now he's going through that and uh, if you could donate just at least any amount of money to that link that Ben just said that would be Truly appreciate it. Just hang in there, Matt. You'll beat this thing soon.
2: Who is Mike? it? Uh,
0: guys, guys, can you, like, turn that music down? I'm here to
2: talk to you about something. Oh, Barry, your mouth's moving so fast. Uh, you're really
0: not, not going fast right now. Totally normal speed. You're harsh in my
2: vibe.
0: Well, can I can I come in? I mean, I could phase through, I guess, but I I I have manners, you know.
2: Oh, just get Alfred! Alfred, get the door! It's so loud. Alfred's
1: too busy cooking up the munchies, Clark. Did uh, you get just?
2: Oh, okay. I'm I'm
1: phasing in. I'm phasing in. Let him let him phase in. It's always cool.
0: Okay. I'm in now. What? What in the hell's going on? You, there's we wasn't good for you guys. I feel bad about this. It's
1: your fault. You introduced it to us. It's it takes the pain
3: away. Bruce. Some
0: people handle it better than others. It's just just a fact of life. I'm sorry. You
2: guys are it's it's not good. The world's really going to hell right now. Bruce, there's a lanky red ghost in the room. He just came through the door. No, it's me. It's it's me. I'm not even oh. not even phasing.
1: It's Barry. Barry. Hi,
2: Barry. Barry, you want to sit down and have a nice toke?
0: I'm gonna stand. If that's okay. I really feel like I need to be more responsible around you guys because I've.
2: Uh oh, Bruce, look out! Fun police is here. Barry, in all seriousness,
1: this is a better way to take away the pain than crime fighting. I don't know why I didn't do more of this. Now instead of. Working on the equipment, Alfred just makes me brownies all the time. It's amazing. This is the life I should have.
0: I heard most of that, but I'm going to turn down the Fish Concert live tour right now.
2: Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Put on Iron Butterfly and I gotta defeat honey. I haven't listened to music since my
1: parents died, so I'm catching up on all the different decades.
0: So, a lot of people are dead. And oh. there's the bat signals been burning out in the sky. And uh, Gordon's family has left him because he just sleeps on the rooftop now.
1: Well, that just sucks for him.
0: The polar bears have died not due to global warming, but rather soups is not feeding him anymore as he enters into the... Uh...
2: Oh, shit. I knew I forgot something.
0: Not only that, lots of actual humans dead also uh it's a lot of the world's gone to hell dark side really is running amok you you guys even know he's here
2: he's been he's been here dark side way to kill the vibe barry i thought lex was gonna take care of this stuff his shiny ass head he seems like he always wants to run metropolis so i figure why not let him and uh he always wanted to save the world
0: well here's the thing right dark side really did a number on lex branded his bald head with an Omega symbol.
2: Oh, he beat me to it.
0: And that just fucked him up. Way more than you would imagine.
1: I have always wanted to do that. Man, Darkseid beat me.
0: It's like really not the point though, you know, you guys? Like, I, I you know what? I, I'm going to go back in time to the point at which I give you guys your first joint. That's that's the new... I shouldn't be doing this every time, but instead, this is the way I save the world. It really is. I will remove the your first joints from your hands. You know, fucking paradoxes be damned.
1: I heard like, part of that, but
2: do you do you, Barry. See, See you later, you. nerd.
0: Gotta break the rule, Barry. Gotta like, break the rule. I'm gonna smoke one more. I can smoke it, I handle it better than they do. Okay, <clears throat> all right. Stretch, kung fu moves and
2: it's just the image i'm concerned about barry
0: you know what i think you're right soups. i will walk the straight and arrow i will stop smoking weed and i will take this baggie away from you and bruce
2: right away you see bruce i knew he'd straighten up once this here boy scout gave him a good talking to
1: Well, I'm glad we've been spending our time on this rather than Darkseid. Let's go back to work, Clark.
0: Well, this hero stuff really pays
2: off.
1: Welcome everyone to a special edition of Superhero Stuff You Should Know. I hope you have your Flash snacks ready because we are going to dive into The Flash. Today is I, the man who knows too much about Batman, talking about The Flash. Ben Juan and with me
0: are... Man, you guys, we're joined here today by Ben Atavius and he is a man of such scruples. We cannot be go. It cannot go unsaid <laughs> that he It is. <laughs> the day of his birth many oh, happy thank returns <laughs> thank you thank you
1: <laughs> could not think of a better way to celebrate than uh, coming on the show and talking about a completely different hero than my favorite one <laughs> but, but, <laughs> that's called
0: being an adult
1: yeah i guess so and then uh our one of our favorite guests of course is, is i
2: zachary I jackson brown and yes. again yes happy Uh, birthday to Ben Juan, uh, who's only one year older than me, so I'm still the youngest, hopefully the last to die. All right. (laughs) We'll see about that. Hopefully, we'll see about that. (laughs) 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 So,
1: I'm excited today because we've covered Batman, we covered Wonder Woman and Themyscira, the next person who officially joins the Justice League in the movie is The Flash, and this is our very first episode, correct me if I'm wrong, but... this is our very first episode on The Flash, I believe. Solely I on The Flash.
0: That is correct, Minitavius.
1: So, again, like we've mainly talked about The Flash in the context of the Justice League, but never really done a deep dive on him. And so today's episode is called, Why The Flash Runs Like That, and Other Flash Facts. <laughs> why, so. does he,
0: why does Ezra Miller flail, flail his arms as such?
3: <laughs>
1: You'll find out. You'll find out. <laughs> So, uh, apologies, I don't actually have a Flash T-shirt like Dustin Lee Massey did in our Snyder versus oh, Sweden yeah. series. I don't either. But no. he's going to be sharing the screen with the, uh, the Michael Keaton Batman in the Andy Muschietti film. So, I'm just going to wear the Michael Keaton shirt for this. So, Always it's an appropriate apropos. substitute.
0: A man of such scruples. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, before we begin, I want to talk, mostly a lot of the first half will be on the character in the comics and the general history of him before we dive specifically into the DCU version in the one by Zack Snyder and Ezra Miller. But before we begin, I wanted to see what is your history with The Flash? When did you become a fan of the character? Do
2: you have a favorite
1: version? I guess we can start with uh, Zack.
2: Uh, So I guess my first introduction to The Flash was actually through the Justice League TV show. and. I don't remember the 90s TV series. I remember seeing it later in Walmart, actually, like the DVD collection of it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I've never seen that before. But uh, I was familiar with him through the uh, Justice League show and then Justice League Unlimited. And I did actually, uh, I liked the first couple seasons of Grant Gustin's Flash, the CW Flash show. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, my my favorite version is still... uh, what is it, Michael Rosenbaum and voicing him in the Justice League. So,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: I think that's still my favorite one. Gotcha.
1: Andrew?
0: Yeah, I I was... I had maybe seen, like, a commercial f- for the original 90s one, uh, the one with uh, Mark Hamill as Trickster.
3: mm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. um, But I never watched it, and um, I just always kind of thought... I wasn't super into The Flash to begin with, but... Uh, I don't know. Like in the past ten years or so, uh, the CW show was great, at least the first couple of seasons or, or more. Uh, I forget where it kind of falls fell off for me, but um, I think a big selling point for me, and this is maybe just me, is that it's it's a guy that runs fast, but they insert so much sci-fi bullshit into it, <laughs> which. Which it's pseudoscience. The Speed Force is complete, utter bullshit. <laughs> but, but it's bullshit we love, right? It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a type of uh, pseudoscience that's perfect for the comics. But, I, you know, it's like how Ant-Man goes into the quantum realm and that kind of shit. You get into, like, you know... Uh, faster than light travel, uh, turning back time, all kinds of like sci-fi ideas. Like some characters, like Shazam, are more magic based, like in Wonder Woman, and yeah. Aquaman 2 to a large degree. And then a lot of characters are science based, like Superman and the Flash. And I do personally kind of lean more towards the science ones, but I love I love them all. But um, I, I appreciate them trying to infuse. Even if it's bullshit, it's fun, right? It's it's this comic. It's supposed to to be read for fun. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I really like about it. And the Justice League, I've seen all the Justice League cartoon as well, and um, he's he's great in that. He's great in Injustice. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, as well, the Justice League cartoon was my first introduction. I mean, I already knew the iconography. I knew the costume. I had read a few Flash comics growing up because they were part of of a collection. But I don't think I really became a fan until the CW show had come out because I had been already watching Arrow and they're just like, hey, we're going to bring on Barry Allen in an episode. And I'm like, well, that seems a little weird considering Arrow seems very much grounded in reality crime drama, Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight Trilogy-esque type of stuff. But then it was exciting because it's like, well, guess what? Now we're going to branch out and be more comic booky." And then the first season hit, and just the level of emotion that, like, that's why that show was such a hit, and, and sort of elevated the Flash in terms of status because of the fact that people were, you know, you got Kevin Smith promoting it and crying at the end of each episode <laughs> on that it because it is, it's just so emotional. Part of it's the week, frankly, but um, it must be man. It <laughs> but must be. they were great in terms of finding a level of poignancy and also showing like, hey, DC isn't always dark. Sometimes it's just fun, but also very poignant and emotional, especially the scenes with him and John Wesley Shipp as his dad, and I think that's when I was really like, okay, what are the original comics like, what is this all based off of, because Arrow kind of got me into like trying to read more about Green Arrow, similar thing with The Flash, and that's also when I started tuning into or trying to find uh, the 90s John Wesley Shipp Flash and i've loved what i've seen of it i have not been able to watch the entire thing uh because i was watching on dc universe and then that part's gone it's not on hbo max yet unfortunately but i really love the john wesley ship flash costume that's probably still my favorite flash costume in live action it kind of evokes the michael keaton bat suit uh with uh the sort of sculpted it's got the sort of the sculpted muscle type look in it but it definitely feels like the flash come to life from the comics and uh, I think it's about time that he showed up on the uh, big screen. Even though I'm a big Batman fan, I do think it's a bit of a shame that he kind of has to share it with <laughs> all these other heroes in his first uh, outing. And uh, it would be like if the first Batman movie had come out, but they're just like, hey, we're also bringing in Christopher Reeve and uh, Dean Cain into the same movie. Then you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. But like people wouldn't care so much about Batman <laughs> being mm-hmm. in it at that point. Right. So... As an introduction, I'm going to go into sort of the general comic book history of the character before going into the specific Snyderverse
0: ben, version Ben, hold of on this. Real, real quick. Pause there real quick, because the CW show, they go, like you said, from Arrow yeah. to Weather Wizard.
3: <laughs> the first episode
0: was Weather Wizard. Let's not... let a, Lest we forget, y'all.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: like,
0: it could have... It could, they
1: could have been, like, Captain Cold, because, like, yeah. if a freeze gun. You could explain yeah. that with science. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Screw that.
2: We He's got a gonna, guy who runs fast.
0: <laughs> a guy that runs fast is going to make a tornado around him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> around that wezer,
2: weather wizard.
0: <laughs> they, were, they were, like, right out the gate. We're going to be a little silly. Yeah. yeah. It'll Which be is, fine. I think it was
1: yeah. needed because it was sort of 2008 when the MCU comes out through about 2015 when the, you know, 2014, 2015 when The Flash comes out. That's kind of where you see this changeover from like adaptations where they're just like, yeah, we don't want it too comic book We don't want it too unrealistic. We gotta ground it in reality and give, you know, the Fantastic Four these uniform suits, not the actual Fantastic Four suits in the Josh Trank movie Ugh. and that type of stuff. And then... MCU is just like, eh, we're going to show you the comic book stuff. And then gradually, the transfers over to DC, where they're just like, eh, uh, guess what? Arrow is now an Arrowverse. Now there's multiple shows, and there's time travel, and there's aliens, and there's multiple dimensions. And you're just like, this is not how it originally started, but I love that it branched out into that and didn't just. Because it could have just been Arrow for, you know, all eight seasons, and that was it. No spinoffs. So but I was. Instead, they created something.
0: I was listening to a lot of Kevin Smith at the time, still do, mm-hmm. but, I, you know, he, he talks all the time, of course. He's Kevin Smith. But, like, I was there. You can kind of hear, when he first heard about King Shark, <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, wait. Like so, It was um, uh, Jason Mewes, I think, that oh, that, was, yeah? like, that told him about it. And he was like, wait, mm-hmm. King Shark is in this?
3: Yes. He, like, couldn't believe how silly they had
0: gone. And that's what got him hooked, was mm-hmm. fucking King Shark. <laughs> Which I thought's hilarious. But it's funny. Like, people people love the silly people yeah. you know look how look how it spawn like 20 million shows you know how many shows we got on c w like that are that that arrowverse only right. only arrow is the one that's not silly so like it's a testament to people really do there's a there's room for the silly and there's room for a, a for a dark gritty flash too i think people might hate me for saying that but <laughs> i don't want it to be the definitive only version but there's room there's wiggle room to make all types of these kinds of characters so Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: so let's
1: dive into the sort of a brief history overview of the character especially if our audience isn't as familiar with them since a lot of us have gone over Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman Uh, but the first time Flash showed up in the comics was in Flash Comics number one in 1940 but it wasn't this Flash it was Jay Garrick Jay Garrick is the original Flash from the Golden Age and just to show you what he looks like I'm just going to undo the cover And you can see the original Jay Garrick flash right there. He's got sort of this sweater uh, with a big lightning bolt, and he's got that Hermes helmet with uh, basically a a big giant tin bowl on his head. Yeah, you say helmet, I
0: say bowl head. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's classy. Uh, So Jay Garrick here was created by Gardner Fox and our artist harry lampert and gardner fox is significant because we covered in the justice league origin episode he was the one who created the batarang and he was the one who wrote the first justice league story so he is yeah. represented here in the movie because the truck that crashes into iris has the name gardner fox on the side
0: the only guy so, in comics with a better name than him is our man marv marv wolf yeah. <laughs> yeah. gardner fox there's yes. no way you're not going to be successful with that name it (laughs) is it's a
1: great name it's it's a great name great name i'm glad snyder paid tribute to him by having that on the side Mm -hmm. of the truck because he's he wrote the first justice league he came up with flash and it's in flash's origin it's like it's the perfect name to put as an easter egg and it's also appropriate that flash of all things he wants to keep batman's battery where he's just like can i keep this because gardner fox (laughs) created that too
0: oh shit really yeah he created a battery so Slap me silly and call me me Barry. Slap you with a batarang. So uh,
1: in the Flash Comics number 98, they started a feature called Flash Facts, which inspired part of the title of this episode. It would give educational facts to readers about science, Uh, and this would carry over into the stories where Flash would quote, quote, unquote, Flash Facts in terms of knowing certain science or scientific facts to use against the villains. So, any sort wanted, of different when they, ways when this, go up against them.
0: When the CW show was coming out, yeah. I really wanted, and I posted this on Reddit several times, I, I wanted, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson to show up in bumpers and being like, time for your flashbacks, everybody. Uh, <laughs> to go over the science. Half of you hate me because I actually give real science out. But for the rest of you, you know what I mean? I don't know. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's some flash facts. That would Back actually have been awesome. Universe. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Or, like... Connect it with the next season of Cosmos or something, you know. The si- mm-hmm. really, really worked at science angle,
1: especially when they first worked in time travel into yeah. the first season. Yeah, and also yeah. just the basic fact they worked time travel into the first season. The first season could have yeah. just been him fighting criminals and it would have been fine. But they're just like, no, we're going to go all the way. Time travel, Reverse Flash is the villain. He's taking over this guy's face. There's crossovers, and I'm right. like, this is just the first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, it's kind of no wonder that that's considered to be the best season because I feel like they put all of their best ideas in that one and then oh. afterwards they're just like well now what do we do <laughs> great finale too just <laughs> ended, oh, amazing ended yeah. perfectly yeah now I want to sort of rewatch some of the but yeah. the most famous flash and the most relevant to today that we're talking about the one in the CW show the one in Zack Snyder's Justice League is Barry Allen as we see on the cover here and over here uh, they explained that uh, you know sort of the The reason why there's a different Flash is that there are different Earths. And this is why there is a DC multiverse. It is all thanks to the Flash. It's explained that Barry Allen is the Flash of Earth 1, and Jay Garrick is the Flash of Earth 2. And this was revealed in 1961 in the Flash number 123 called The Flash of Two Worlds, also written by Gardner Fox. So we have him to thank for the entire DC multiverse. And it's really (laughs) thanks to him that we now have this Flash movie that has both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton Batman in it. So, uh, on Earth One, where Barry's from, Jay Garrick is a comic book character called the Flash, and Barry Allen is a huge fan of the Flash, and you know aspires to be him. And once he gets the powers, he's like, "Well, I'm just going to name myself after my favorite superhero mm. in the comics and call myself the Flash," not knowing that Jay <laughs> Garrick is a real guy on another Earth. A little convenient to know about Earth at this point. Yeah. I
0: love that kind of meta shit, though. Morrison, <laughs> Mor- Grant Morrison has a field day with that shit.
1: That's oh, amazing. Yeah.
0: You know, like one of the one of the earths in the multiverse is the actual universe comic book. we're yeah. in that we're in, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it gets wild.
1: We're technically in the worst one then. <laughs> so we don't have superheroes really.
0: In <laughs> this multiverse, all the other heroes are just comic book characters. You know, yeah. like it's, yeah, it's wild.
1: We have Phoenix Jones, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, that's true in Seattle, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this kind of stays true. We see Flash is kind of the fanboy of the Justice League. He loves superheroes. This is carried over to Zack Snyder's Justice League, where he wants the Batarang, and he calls Superman his hero. So this stays relatively true. Uh, he first appears in the comic Showcase number 4 from 1956. And this is shown here. I'm going to show it for our YouTube audience. Uh, this is Showcase number 4, and it was called Mystery of the Human Thunderbolt. <laughs> so the writer was Robert Kaniger. The inker was Joe Kubert. And the artist was... Andrew's favorite Italian, Carmine Infantino.
0: Uh, hell yeah! Well, such a good name, a name of consequence. <laughs> so Carmine... Carmine Infantino. <laughs> Carmine How can is you not pay the co-creator. homage <laughs> to him? How do you not render unto the Caesar that is Carmine Infantino? <laughs> so he
1: is the—he's not a mobster. He is the co-creator of the Barry Allen Flash.
0: But he's involved with early DC shit, though. So. <laughs> Alan Moore might have to might say he's part of the mob
3: I don't know enough to make any claims online right
0: now so I'm gonna disclaim that one
1: okay Uh, so his origin is that while Jay Garrick in the original Flash comics was only just sort of exposed to certain chemicals that gave him super speed Barry is in the crime lab because he works as a police scientist and a bolt of lightning hits him and the chemicals there and the combination of the lightning and the chemicals gives him the super speed now this brings up an interesting question that I think we brought up during the Snyder versus Weeding discussion, which is that in both Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League, Barry Allen is not a police scientist. He doesn't even have a job in the crime lab until the very end of Justice League when he's already oh, yeah. The Flash and he's already hmm. part of the Justice League. So how did he become The Flash? We'll that get was there. The, that was my question. Yeah. Yes. So we'll get there when we talk about the Ezra Miller Flash. Okay. Because I have a theory on that. Uh. The same issue that introduces Barry also introduces Barry's main love interest, the equivalent of his Lois Lane, who is Iris West. So she shows up, and her first remark is on how Barry is always late, which is something that is carried over (laughs) into all the adaptations. He's late to the job interview in the Zack Snyder's Justice League, and he's late in the beginning of the Flash pilot on the CW, so this is definitely carried over as a general character trait. Uh, In the comic, Iris West is the very first person he saves with his super speed. Kind of like in the movie, she's the very first person that we see him save in this continuity. Uh, however, she does not notice that Barry used his super speed uh, on it. He kind of does it, and this is before he even creates the costume and all that. This is when he's just sort of gotten his powers and doesn't know what to do with them yet. Like Lois Lane, she is a reporter and does not know that Barry Allen is the Flash. Typical. And this, yes, this gets very <laughs> typical to how comics were written at the time.
3: Yeah,
0: they had a type. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, oh, but this gets... she's redhead, so it's totally different. <laughs> she's totally yeah, different would... from Lois Lane. She's got a certain fire,
3: you
1: know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, Superman has Lois Lane, Batman has Vicky Vale, and the Flash has Iris West. Uh, out of those three, I think Vicky Vale got the short end <laughs> of the stick because, like, yeah. all the others are are like the main, like, those are their soulmates for the superhero. Meanwhile, Batman's still basically a player until it comes to marrying Catwoman. So right. uh, this gets complicated in terms of Barry and Iris because in The Flash number 110, Barry meets her nephew, Wally West. And Wally is a huge Flash fan, and he requests, like, hey, tell me how you got your powers. And then Flash is like, well, how about I show you? So he sets up the same chemicals from the, from the night, and then <laughs> by sheer coincidence, lightning strikes and hits this kid into the chemicals, and Barry's like, oh, my God.
0: Please tell me there's a line that's like... I guess lightning does strike twice. <laughs> Gee whiz.
1: I'll have to take a look and see when we go through the break. But now Wally West has the same exact powers as Barry Allen. And Barry's like, well, I know what to do with this kid. I'll make him me. He'll basically turn him into mini me. So he All right, gives he's him- going
0: to wear a brighter red outfit and just kind of go there before I do. Just kind of clear out the place. That, that's got a good idea going on <laughs> to, be, to be fair to barry <laughs> wally's wally's costume
1: is the same shade of red in the very beginning okay, he actually good. wore a red costume in the beginning so there were two
0: huh.
1: i'm showing it right now there are two red flashes in the beginning it's basically big flash and mini flash well, um, damn. that's how they originally are looked
0: they fighting like. a dinosaur
1: they are. That point. <laughs> I'm going go to go into. I'm going to go into that actually. I
0: love that. I mean, <laughs> I love it when they just get silly, man. I, I like the silly. Like I said. So, yeah. uh, Flash and Kid Flash are basically the new
1: Batman and Robin, but they're speedsters. And the next significant story is the Flash number 120, called "The Land of the Golden Giants." And they end up. They're on an expedition with Iris and some other scientists, and they end up. There's this big earthquake and. And they find themselves encountering cavemen and dinosaurs and wall like, how are these people still around? And Barry points out, oh, they're not around in present day. We've traveled 25 million years into the past due to that vibrational earthquake. So okay. what do we have to do to get back home? They decide to take Iris and the civilians and they grab them. And along with them, as the earthquake is about to kill all of them, they speed basically they use their speed to duplicate the vibrations of that earthquake in order to travel back in time to the present. And that is the very first time that both Barry Allen and Wally West time travel and the introduction of time travel into the world of The Flash. And it's all thanks to this. This is pioneered by writer John Broom, who is thanked in the credits of both Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League, probably due to this. Uh, Also, Carmine Infantino is back in this issue, so he's partially responsible for time travel Mm -hmm. and the inks were by Joe uh, Giella. Infantino
0: Uh, might have a better (laughs) name than Marv Wolfman. Actually, yeah, Mm. that's true. (laughs) I gotta say, if we're ranking DC names, it's Infantino at the top, then Wolfman, and then Gardner Fox.
1: I agree. Yeah. Uh, so a few issues later, in <laughs> does
0: not proof we'll, we'll Do you have? Are there better names
2: you like? Wolfman is at the top for sure. <laughs> it's you Marv, think Wolfman is better than Marv Wolfman. It's true. Yeah. It's
0: a combination of Marv and then Wolfman. Yeah. But I still Carmine Infantino, such consequence.
1: <laughs> you see him smoking cigars. He's like drawing and like, yeah, this will be good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he rules an empire. I'll tell so, you, if, if DC issues. Comics
2: has taught me anything, it's that chemicals are not dangerous, but they will give you superpowers. They give you superpowers, Or yeah. turn you into a character, you know. Just fall into them at any time, and it'll be okay.
1: Yeah.
0: That's true. That's yeah. true.
1: So the next up that I'm going to talk about is this, which is coming from The Flash number 125 in 1961 called Conquerors of Time. And that's where Barry says, like, hey, since we have the capability of going back into the past and we can time travel I built this and it's the Cosmic Treadmill this is the first instance of the Cosmic Treadmill which is what they typically use the time travel however as we saw in the previous issue they're perfectly capable of traveling in time using their speed uh, so in this issue they each go to a different part in time Kid, uh, basically he goes Barry goes to the future in the year 2287 and Wally West goes 100 million years into the past to meet these dinosaurs again uh, so nice. we talked about the Cosmic Treadmill being playing a role in Justice League 2 and 3. In our coverage of that, check that out if you haven't already, where uh, Cyborg helps Barry create that and Batman create that so that Barry can go back in time and warn them and, and prevent the nightmare timeline. Uh, so skipping ahead, these were sort of the adventures of the Flash. He met a whole bunch of stuff, but they're not as relevant compared to this next part, which is that Barry Allen supposedly meets his demise in 1985 in the event... Crisis on Infinite Earths, brought to us by Marv Wolfman, and he runs and basically disintegrates in order to stop the Anti-Monitor, and as a result, his protege, Wally West, decides to graduate from being Kid Flash to becoming The Flash. Uh, This is one of the more major times where the sidekick ends up becoming the actual superhero, and is the main uh, main Flash for Post-Crisis, which is partially why The Flash in the DC animated universe is not Barry Allen. It's Wally West, the Michael Rosenbaum uh, flash is actually Wally. Uh, Now, this doesn't actually last because Grant Morrison is like, well, I like Barry Allen, so I'm bringing him back. But he doesn't bring him back until 23 years later. So for 23 years, Wally West is the main, uh, I mean, there was some time after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, but you get it, like 23 years after his death in comics, Barry Allen officially comes back in 2008's Final Crisis in order to join Wally and the Justice League in fighting Darkseid. And now he's back for good. Uh, and when he came back, they decided to do some other significant thing, and that was to his origin. And that was that in 2009, they introduced the idea that when Barry was young, his mother was murdered and his father went to jail. So this is a way, really new. By the
0: way, Justice League 3, they got their name for the movie. Like they had Avengers Endgame. If they release Justice League Final Crisis. Final like, Crisis. Fuck. Yes. this selling a billion tickets, dude, just on that name. I know there's power in a name. <laughs> Justice League colon Final Crisis. Dude, It's fucking sells itself.
1: You know what the fan name is for Justice League 2 with the Injustice League? What is it? Injustice. Oh, Injustice, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Justice League 2, Injustice. Well, they gotta and get to Kingdom Come the eventually,
0: too. Okay, so if they follow Avengers, 3 and 4 are connected, right? So 3 is final crisis and then somehow they get to kingdom come for like, <laughs> i don't know i'm making bullshit up but dc's okay. got great names endgame yes. was a great name too
1: yeah <clears throat> uh so the barry allen has this new backstory with his mother getting murdered and his father thrown into jail because of that uh and this is in the flash rebirth now this gets confusing because this is, this is 2009 this is not the dc rebirth timeline uh, right, this is yeah, just called right. The Flash Rebirth. Yes, yes, yes. And people wonder why more people don't get into comics. It's probably because <laughs> it's confusing <laughs> as fuck just to get into, find, like, where do you start? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was written by Geoff Johns, and the art by, was by Ethan Van Skyver. And uh, this initially seemed to have a continuity issue because they're just like, well, wait, Barry's parents are shown to be alive in a lot of the previous stories. They're even alive in the 90s Flash show of John Wesley Shipp. And it was revealed the reason why there's that continuity error is because Barry's nemesis, the Reverse Flash, traveled back in time and killed Barry's mom. So everything we saw before was from the timeline before Reverse Flash did that. Uh, So if you've seen the CW show, you, of course, know that aspect. Uh, one thing to note, the artist Ethan van Skyver is a very controversial comic book figure. I'm not gonna get too much into why, but Snyder critics of Snyder have went after Zack Snyder for having Ethan van Skyver's name into the credits as a thank you uh, for that. But here are my counter arguments. One, Snyder also thanked Jeff Johns, who, as we've covered, clearly you know was not uh, his biggest supporter during this time. It seems that Snyder was giving credit where credit was due to the people involved with the stories they were drawing off of regardless of their actual personal lives. Uh, and the second thing is that none of those critics brought up the fact that Ethan Van Skyver was also thanked in Justice League.
3: Oh, so right. he's thanked
1: it both so people versions.
0: People just want to hate on on Snyder even though. Yeah. This is Nobody like, brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, weird almost like political party kind of shit. Um yeah. in in a word or a sentence what is he under fire for cuz i have absolutely no idea actually yeah uh, it's it, there's basically
1: a uh, some of his comments from the past uh, that people have sort of drawn into i guess this whole thing called comics gate i don't want to get too much in, into that. there's uh, a lot of okay uh, Sexist. If, if you heard of that, yeah uh, okay. basically a lot of in general, as usual if a lot of a lot of things where people are controversial these days are due to certain prejudices that may have, or seem like they're prejudiced on these things. Again, I don't know Van Skyver personally, uh, and I haven't really I'm not too familiar with him outside of the actual comics that I've read of his, so I don't really know much about him as a person. But I, I do know that there was a controversy that his name was in the credits of Zack Snyder's Justice League, even though it's it's basically because he was part of this arc that introduced this idea. It wasn't because he's buddy-buddy with Zack Snyder. Because Zack Snyder is not buddy-buddy with Jeff Johns, as we saw. But he still mm-hmm. thanked him. In that. Right,
0: right, right. Well, everybody remember these words that I'm about to say. I will have to do a little bit more research before I make an opinion.
2: <laughs> nah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, should be, you should be feeding off your emotions. Your- well, that's also that's why I can't
1: really say that much about it, because I don't know that much. I just know, I'm aware of the general, like, tagline of a controversy but i don't really i haven't read what was actually said so i I just wanted to bring up the fact that this was sort of a hypocritical criticism i think of the of the snyder cut on this
0: zach's like do more research (laughs) something about that doesn't sit right with me (laughs) i
2: like Uh, to be
1: blissfully ignorant (laughs) so other than the van skyver thing was there anything that i covered that was in terms of tidbits that you didn't know before
2: i didn't know that uh the uh, sure i didn't know that the idea of his mother being murdered by reverse flash was such a new concept i guess for some reason i just assumed that it was always part of his story um Mm -hmm. the only thing i remember that i thought was like a little silly that i i mean they still even had it in the animated series or the justice league series was his costume being stored in a little ring that would pop (laughs) out because i always thought like man that's so crazy but then, you know, I like I awesome. joked, I, well, I joked during Justice League, I was like, well, how the hell does anybody get into their costumes? You know, Alfred is mm-hmm. zipping Batman up at least, but look at Barry's costume. It's got like wires and shit wrapped around it. It's on that mannequin. But how does he get his body into that costume? So, you know, maybe or, the little fabricy ring thing is not so far-fetched.
1: Well, remember, he can vibrate into things.
3: Oh, well,
2: that's true. You know, He's also be got interesting. super speed, so
1: you know, he's yeah. going to be the fastest out of anybody to change into that, no matter how complicated it is. Yeah, yeah.
3: Like, That's right.
2: like, only he could get in the costume. That would be kind of an interesting idea that he has to vibrate to get into it. It's not just like someone could steal it and put it on or something.
1: Bruce has like the mech armor he's trying to put it on. He's like, Barry, a little help. Just <laughs> put it on me.
0: That would be funny. Like, I'm going to trust you. You seem like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right. Andrew My anything that, that was new
0: the Skyver Shiver stuff totally new for me yeah. uh, so that's interesting we'll do more research later on that uh, yeah. and um, just I-, I know Morrison's big on the Flash I think he said in his book Super Gods um, that he said the Flash is his favorite and I think that's because as we all know he loves trippy shit thinking about crazy concepts That's also why i i think ezra miller's kind of a funny pick for this because he -hmm. he seems like a pothead (laughs) 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 that's why i play him like that in the sketches by the way um look at his interviews it does seem like that and it seemed like he was writing with morrison for a bit before Before a script yeah before muschetti came on or something Mm -hmm. so it was like two potheads writing about the flash which is hilarious i think that shows some promise (laughs) honestly i think it does um and uh what was the other stuff oh he gets he catches the batarang in the movie and kid flash also is big into just collecting shit and young justice i know it's a different character but um Mm -hmm. it's interesting there's like this collecting thing going on with the flash which i find interesting um i mean yeah the flash is is it's way more interesting than, than I originally thought. Because I mm-hmm. just thought he just fucking ran fast. And I'm sure a lot of people think that. Well, maybe and, Justice and League, pushes movie. People. And pushes people. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Whedon. <laughs> I,
0: I, think I, knew, I think I knew he phased through walls, which I think is cool. And I do think you need something called the Speed Force also to make up for, like, how does he save people? He's going to break their necks, or they're going to go through. Think of, like, a thousand right, g G-Force. You know, on you, there must be some pseudoscience thing to explain that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. how he doesn't have
2: um, bugs in his teeth all the time? Yeah, that kind, kind of, of like thing. Superman too. flying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Superman, I,
3: think I don't it's, know.
1: It's explained that he sort of has this energy around him that protects him from that. Because when he sort of disintegrates in Crisis on Infinite Earths, so the first thing he notices is, is that that it, it's sort of weakening and no longer around him, and he's starting to burn up. So, right, I think that's right, that's right. what prevents him from. Uh, that. And so if he's he's if he's if holding on to somebody, I think that might extend to that person, and therefore he and that person are uh, protected the whole time. He doesn't just super speed and they're just literal like bones and blood because he just took them at too fast <laughs> of a speed. I, I think they're protected by that. I think that's their explanation. Yeah,
0: that, it must be something to do with that. And I think mm-hmm. the speed force itself is supposed, and we went on this in another episode, but it's supposed to be like think of like the weak and strong electromagnetic forces and actual physics gravity Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be in the dc storytelling something inherent to the universe universe's makeup Mm -hmm. uh and the speedsters tap into that so yeah i don't know just fun comic book shit
3: yeah
2: (laughs) i I gotta say i'm a big fan of the reverse flash's outfit yellow is Mm -hmm. yellow color yeah so i always liked his costume and and kid flash's costume a little bit better I don't
1: know why. I I will say a villain in an all yellow costume still being menacing is impressive.
0: That's yes, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. I I feel the, the fact same they way. pulled that
1: off in the CW show, I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like this guy yeah. is legit.
0: <laughs> yellow is not menacing at all. Um mm. it can maybe pass for sickly or like what they do yeah. with the yellow like with fear, yellow ring. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh with yellow with the Reverse Flash, it, it is a what do you call it? It's a hurdle. It's a writing <laughs> hurdle, and they do it yeah. well, though I think
1: it's so yeah, yeah it's so well yeah. done. Maybe part of it's the and, red eyes as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a big yes. part of it. Yeah, so that could be part of it.
0: And
3: Green
2: Lantern uh, can't stop him, so <laughs> I can't even look at him. <laughs> c- I can't help that's you out right. there. <laughs> God damn it! Somebody else go get him. <laughs> so
3: is he let's go into the staff? <laughs> let's go <laughs> into the
1: history of the Flash actors. So. Uh, Fun flash fact The first Barry Allen on film Is technically Leonardo DiCaprio Do you know what I'm referencing? Damn, That time that he
0: Fucking uh, left that iceberg That time? No different movie
1: In Steven Spielberg's Catch Me If You Can Leonardo DiCaprio plays Frank Abagnale Who's a notorious con man Took on different disguises And when Tom Hanks' FBI agent catches up to him Frank poses as another, basically, investigator and takes the name Barry Allen because he's a big fan of Flash comics, as planted earlier in the movie. Mm. So he tells Tom Hanks, I'm Barry Allen. And Hanks' character does not realize until later on that that that's a fake name because Barry Allen is the Flash. But he doesn't read comic books, and so Tom Hanks' character should have been listening to superhero stuff you should know uh, during that time. But since it's set during, like, the 70s and 80s, he probably was at a disadvantage. But anyway... That is technically the first time we heard the name character introduce himself as Barry Allen Great on movie. the big screen, and have it be related to the Flash. That movie also has a very young Amy Adams who gets engaged to uh, Frank's Whoa, car- to God Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Hmm. So uh, that's <laughs> technically the first film Barry Allen. But Came out <laughs> Ezra- the same
0: year as Minority Report, <laughs> Spielberg was killing it that year,
1: and such different movies too. It's totally different. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Ezra Miller is uh, the first Flash on the big screen, but is the fifth actor to play Barry Allen in live action. Uh, The very first actor to play the Flash on screen is named Rod Hossey and the notorious special The Legends of the Superheroes, (laughs) co-starring Adam West and Burt Ward in the 70s. So, even when he first showed up in live action, he was playing second best to second fiddle to... A returning Batman in the cowl so that is just Barry's luck I guess Uh, he did not get his own thing until the 90s with John Wesley Shipp playing uh, Barry Allen and this is 1990 so keep in mind that at the time uh, Barry Allen was already dead Wally West was the main Flash but because you know Barry Allen had is the mainstay Flash they just went with his name and just incorporated some of Wally West's uh, characteristics into him during that time Okay. Uh, The show only had one season, and it had, as we noted, Mark Hamill as the trickster before he was Mm -hmm. cast as the Joker. So that's kind of an early look and probably the closest you will ever get to seeing Mark Hamill as the Joker in live action. Uh, And it also had music by Danny Elfman as well as Shirley Walker from Batman the Animated Series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elfman and Walker were collaborators, which is natural considering that uh, Elfman's Batman theme makes it into the Batman the Animated Series, and then Walker Walker does a lot of the uh, music for that. Quick note is I believe the Flash is the only superhero to get two different themes from Danny Elfman. Elfman not only did the 1990s Flash theme, but he came back to do Justice League and gave Flash his own theme in that. Uh, while he also did score the 2003 Ang Lee Hulk film, I don't think he gave Hulk his own theme when he did the music for Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Interesting. I think they only just gave the themes of the Avengers with some exception of, of calling back to some of the past uh, themes for the other superheroes, but not uh, Hulk giving giving Hulk his own theme. And then, of course, as, as we've all talked about in Justice League, he repeated his Batman theme. He didn't give a new Batman theme to Affleck. Um, I'm honestly surprised he didn't use his 90s theme because I do like that one better than the one he gave to Ezra Miller in Justice League. But, oh well. Anyway, he might be the only superhero to have two different themes from Danny Elfman. Uh, now... Here's where we get a little—it's a little complicated. On Smallville, actor Kyle Gallner played Bart Allen, who in the comics is the superhero Impulse and is Barry Allen's grandson. However, when he first appeared, he had multiple aliases that, which were Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, and Wally West, technically making him all of the Flashes in that universe uh this was later retconned in the smallville comics to say that bart allen just had speed force memories of the other flashes and just put those (laughs) down in there which i like because it leaves the possibility that there are these other flashes in that continuity which one was he though really he was he was supposed to be bart he was supposed to be impulse
0: okay all right
1: yeah uh next one is we almost got barry allen as The Flash, and Wally West as The Flash in George Miller's Justice League Mortal with Adam Brody as Barry Allen. Adam Brody would then go on to be in Shazam, and uh, the late Anton Yelchin was going to be uh, Wally West, who would be Kid Flash and then become The Flash at the end.
0: R.I.P. man, that's so sad, dude. Yeah. Every time I think about that, it wasn't like a... Let's just say it wasn't his own fault, you know? It's just a sad Hollywood death. Fucking random random shit.
1: And he would have been great as Wally West. Both of them would yeah. have been great as Barry and, and Wally. And yeah. uh, actress Zoe Kazan was going to be Iris in that. So it was definitely the heart. was de- The Flash was definitely the heart of Justice League Mortal.
2: Is that that, that, um, is that the kid from Star Trek? And was yeah. anyone with as the X-Men movies? That's,
0: that's, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, in
1: 2014, we, of course, got Grant Gustin for The Flash. He first appeared in Arrow, and uh, it, his arc ended with him getting hit by lightning. And then The Flash pilot obviously expanded on that, gave him his own main cast uh, and his costume, and had him fight Weather Wizard, as Andrew
0: noted. Uh, <laughs> Start, starting right off the bat with the, with the Start
3: this party with a bay. Yeah. <laughs> with a bay.
1: So, the CW show, I think, gets credit for boosting The Flash's popularity. I feel like this is how most people were introduced to The Flash these days, Uh, especially the other powers that were beyond super speed, uh, like the time travel especially that was a big part of the first season. But also a big significant change is that it changed Iris West's ethnicity. She was cast, uh, an African-American actress was cast in the role named Candace Patton. How dare they! Subsequently, that made her (laughs) and Wally West both African-American. And so the casting of Kirstie Clemens in the Snyderverse, as seen in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and she's coming back in the Muschietti film in 2022, uh, that casting is almost a reflection of that taking note from the CW-verse. And uh, the Iris West featured in the animated film Justice Society World War II which came out this year reflects this change and also has a Black Iris West so I believe that this is a uh, ethnicity change that's probably going to stick uh, and then we finally get to The Flash we're talking about today the one played by Ezra Miller first appearing in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice then a cameo in Suicide Squad and then different cuts of Justice League before the upcoming film The Flash and we're going to go specifically into this version of The Flash after the break see Woo. you then
2: Hi, I'm Ray, and this is my friend Alex. Hi. And we do a show called No More Whoppers.
0: Some call it corn, we call it therapy. We're adults with the virility of men. Want to hear us read snack food copy and talk about Japanese chips? Too bad! Join us every month or so on the Greenlight Podcast Network. (laughs) Indeed! Well, Anatoly, it's glad you're here in my magical cap.
1: Da, da, comrade wizard. I uh, I'm very grateful to be here. I I I'm looking for a new hand. You see, I I chopped mine off and I need a new one.
0: Oh, indeed. What would you like for your hand? Perhaps a coconut? Perhaps a tree stump? Or would you rather have a tentacle?
1: Uh, no, no, and all of those, uh, they suck. Uh, I, I want, I want a gun. Uh, uh, it's preferably
0: high caliber. Oh, my word, I don't believe that you need a gun for a hand, indeed. I think that, that is too violent. It was a cold war, it never really got hot, and I believe you'd need to stay that way. You're saying I'm not hot? Non-violent. Oh, non-violent, oh, Okay. Perhaps a juice mixer for a hand. That would come in handy.
1: Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm still the KG Beast. It is, it's, it's in the name, KG Beast. Uh, a smartphone hand. I'm not KG hand smartphone guy. I can already handle a smartphone. I don't need it in my hand.
0: Oh, well, let's figure it out while I show you around. Here is the grotto. I've shown this before, and people love it. That vision guy told me about this. He warned me. Here it has magical birds flying about. And there's one of the Teletubbies. And now let's go inside, back to the foyer. Here is a painting of one of my greatest friends. His name is Pito. He's with one of his friends. I forget his name. He has a stupid bucket on his head. I've heard of this one. Pointy hat's okay, but buckets is, is fucking stupid. Anyway, walking next to the aquarium. You know, I could split your skull open with just one flex. No need to get
1: that violent. I feel like you're just making shit up just to stall me from getting a gun hand. You want a gun hand? Yes, that's what I've been telling you. Yes, I want a gun hand. I'm a mercenary. I kill people.
0: Why'd you come to a magical hat if you wanted a gun? You could have just gone to a blacksmith or some shit like that. Blacksmith would take too long. I want it now, immediately. I have to kill somebody. How about a super soaker? One of those water guns. Uh, if it, Does it shoot acid? Um, no. Okay, how about... Okay, it's the best I can do. A BB gun. Uh,
1: maybe I'll tip the BBs in poison. Alright, I'll take it.
0: Alright, here you go. Well, I, I
1: said the BB gun. You, may, you turned my hand into a toilet. Now everyone's going to be shitting in my hand. Arthur, come in here,
0: my man. Oh right, a toilet. No, 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 no. Time for me to take a shit. Hold your hand still, Mister Wizard. Where does this go after he flushes? Oh, you'll see, <laughs> indeed. It comes out of your mouth. <laughs> And so, from this day forward, KG Beast shat out of his mouth every time Arthur shat in his hand. Which was actually pretty often. My man, I love taking a shit.
3: Indeed!
0: Alright, everybody, if you like that sketch right there, we have that plus news, plus we're bringing back some opinion pieces and uh, review type stuff and all kinds of stuff in our $5 tier on patreon so just go to patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod and if you become part of the five dollar tier you can see these new bonus episodes basically consider it Superhouse dlc
3: and you're listening to superhero stuff
1: you should know
3: Woo-hoo.
0: and
1: welcome back and now we're going to talk about the snyderverse version of the flash played by ezra miller So, as a quick disclaimer, Ezra Miller identifies as non-binary and does prefer they-them pronouns. But, said in a 2018 interview, they're fine with being called he-him. So, we'll generally refer to Ezra as they and the character of Barry Allen as he-him. But, if we also end up calling Ezra by he, which we may have done earlier and stuff, that's okay according to the actor. So, I'm just putting that out there in case anybody is out there trying to do a corrections department on us. This is okay by Ezra.
0: I believe in personal freedom. But I hate yeah. it when people have the freedom to choose their own pronouns. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so,
1: Ezra Miller's casting was not nearly as controversial as Ben Affleck's or even Gal Gadot's uh, or even Jason Momoa's, I would say. He was probably the least controversial, partially because I don't think a lot of people knew who he was. So uh, yeah. just, they yeah. just knew that he was the... or they were the guy from Perks Being a Wallflower. So uh, I'd right. say if there's any criticism leveled against them, it's that they don't really look like the comic book character in comparison to the other actors. Ezra Miller has black hair and brown eyes, while Barry Allen in the comics is blonde and has blue eyes. Uh, however, I would also say no actor in live action except for maybe Rod ha- Hassey from The Legends of the Superheroes. None of the other actors have been blonde in this role. John Wesley Shipp has brown hair. Grant Gustin has brown hair. Um, oh, yeah, and I also forgot... Um, Kenny Johnston was the name of the actor who played Barry Allen Flash in the 1997 Justice League pilot. I forgot about him
0: hmm. earlier. that the one uh, with the um, Martian Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> the Martian Manhunter who's had way too many Oreos. He's swole. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's swole. He's swole.
2: <laughs> He's swole. <laughs> he not quite mean, the way that we would laugh. don't mean to fat shame anybody. <laughs> but
0: it's just, you know, it's not that type that you would expect I guess just go look it up just go look it up everybody so
1: uh, Barry Allen is often seen wearing a bow tie in the comics but this version of Barry doesn't wear one and I don't think any of the other live action versions have won one either that is is, that's a trait that has not carried over into the comics maybe we'll see a tribute to that in the machete film who knows Um, Ezra Miller is a huge fan of comic books specifically Batman Uh, they even created their own comics as a kid called Super Pig uh in an interview they said quote i found a link between myself and barry in our admiration of the people around us barry and i are both nerds and fans of superheroes so that's what uh, ezra miller was drawing from when playing the flash uh there are images of early camera tests for ezra miller and these are not auditions these are when they're testing out different looks for the camera or different costumes and stuff uh so this is not the same as a screen test or audition uh, Miller says they had 25 costume fittings for the role so I can only imagine what variations they were going with in terms of developing this Flash costume hmm. uh, there is a Vero image of, uh, from Snyder's account of Ezra Miller in glasses and uh, they're wearing a shirt that says the Black Freighter or, Freighter, the Black Freighter on it and that's a reference to Watchmen mm-hmm. of Tales from the Black Freighter uh, so that's cool, that was not in the final movie uh, there's also a shot of a costume test of this version of The Flash that was taken by Clay Enos, who's a big photographer, big uh, photographer for Snyder's stuff. This is, this believe... is Snyder's
0: guy, Snyder's go to, yeah. like behind I... the scenes uh, photo guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, is Clay Enos? Yeah, he's like the the promo image, probably the one of the sad. They call it the sad bat, sad (laughs) He did uh, that one. I'm pretty sure he
1: did the uh first image of Gal Gadot too, when she's like in the ruins of the Doomsday attack. Uh, so Clay Enos shot Ezra Miller's costume fitting apparently on the set of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm. Uh, The Flash costume is a bit different, mainly in the Insignia compared to the one in the final film. Instead of the yellow lightning beam over the white circle, it's just sort of a lightning uh, bolt directly over the red costume that looks slightly shaped like an S. Hmm. And fans have pointed out that they had given uh, Ezra Miller the symbol of the Wally West Flash from the New 52 in that specific costume, not the Barry Allen Flash insignia. Uh, But we'll put the link to that in our show notes so you, the audience, can see for yourselves the comparison between the two. But obviously they went with a different insignia logo in the final film. Now, we're going to answer the title of the episode, Why Does the Flash (laughs) Run Like That? (laughs) So I think one of the main criticized elements of Ezra Miller's Flash is their running stance. Uh, I've heard it from Maddie in the Overly Critical podcast where we guested, where we talked about that. And uh, I actually heard it on uh, Clubhouse as well. A shout out to the Everything Entertainment Club. I join them every now and then for their discussions of the comic book movies and TV shows and I know that they're listening. So thanks guys over there. If you're part of Clubhouse, you can join that club and uh, you can talk to us and I'll be on there for uh, some of them as well. So If you have an
0: iPhone. Oh wait, how'd you get on it?
1: They're uh, available on Android now.
0: Oh, they are. Okay. They they were like really Though I have both now. Yeah. a club uh, yeah. for a while. They were it was bougie for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a I'm, bougie I'm, thing. Not to, not to out you as a droid user. We can cut, we can cut that out if you want, Ben. But. <laughs> Why would I want that cut out? <laughs> I'm
3: just, I, you never know, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah.
1: Uh, so, here's the specific reason. And uh, we're going to have Ezra Miller themselves chime in on this But Ezra Miller pulled a Bruce Wayne And for two years went to the Wudong Mountains in China to learn martial arts Which helped inspire the movements Of Barry Allen in this What? Wait two years? Yes Uh, I don't know if that's two years just overall Or just on and off Because I don't know I I doubt that they spent like two whole years there Because it's not like Ezra Miller disappeared from movies completely but this is what Ezra Miller had to say in terms of research for the role of the Flash.
0: So, like, in the few years leading up to, like, Justice League, I trained in different capacities, you know. I practiced martial arts for two years and even trained for a while in the Wudang Mountains in China to better understand the Flash's movements. I worked with several dancers and choreographers, including gifted mages like Zach Winokur, And Bobby Jean Smith. Those are mage names. Closer to the time of pre-production, I also started to work with cast trainer Mark Twite and his incredible team. Who led me through this fascinating reflex training to bring in additional elements of awareness to the character's physicality. Thank you, Ezra. (laughs) Woo!
1: Damn! Uh, so Probably this is related. why Barry does this in the different poses that you love, Andrew. Oh, uh, a video that we'll put in the show notes has direct comparisons of Ezra's movements as Flash to a martial artist in that
0: province, in terms of, and especially this uh, in there. Uh, so some it's African- not ne- yoga. I thought he was just like doing yoga shit. So if this is actual. He does. They don't say kung fu though, do they? Kung fu though, do they? they in. These-
1: in the he, movie?
0: No, not no. He's saying here Wudang Mountains in China, but I'm not. It, it are we to assume it would be it's
1: kung fu? It, it's, it's a form of it would be a form of kung fu. I would say it
0: is. Okay, all right. I'm just checking. Uh, I'm just checking. some of
1: this uh, as well is connected to the legendary marathon monks who are said to have run one thousand marathons in one thousand days and could supposedly cover vast distances in seconds, running so fast that they would appear to be floating on air. So well. It's basically saying Ezra Miller's Flash draws off of Chinese legends of martial artists who are basically able to break the laws of physics and go at super speeds and cover vast distances.
0: A lot of urban legends about that. That's where you get a lot of martial arts fantasy from as well. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, that shit's great.
1: But I still think this is fascinating because I'm just like, this is not what you would think. Because, you know, I I bet with not to diss the other actors at all because I think it's natural just to be like, all right, well, the Flash runs fast. I'm just going to run. But Esther Miller is just like, hold on. How does he run?
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> and so... I, I, I admire the gumption.
1: Yes. For sure. Uh, there are also other inspirations in, in this in terms of uh, different animals, different... Uh, forms of dance that Ezra Miller also goes into in this next part.
0: So I was like also fascinated with the idea of filling in the gaps of the Flash comics I was reading, which have this classic iconography of the conditioning of the character's body. And I deconstructed and reconstructed those pieces and created a fluid language of how the Flash gets from one point to another. I took an interest in ballet and found a lot that was useful in the form of petit allegro. A little fast, quick, lively, and small jumps. I spent a lot of time watching the RIP videos that a talented group of dancers in California make to honor the friends they've lost. The dancers in those videos do insane work, and like perceptual distortion of time and motion, and I was really moved and informed by their stuff. I was also inspired by crows, cheetahs, mongooses, and other fast-moving and intelligent creatures, as well as rushing water, and of course, lightning.
1: There we go. Multiple (laughs) inspirations for this, and I I believe the movements are basically inspired by covering vast distances of time, because if you think about it, he's he's moving his arms out a little more than you usually would as a runner, but he's basically doing that to cover more, I guess, cover more ground, cover more distance on that. So what do you guys think of this explanation of the, uh, the running stance, why the Flash runs like this in the DCEU?
2: Hmm, I don't know. It seems very, <laughs> very... Very extra to me or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just because <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to run. like just. Zach's like, I it, don't like it. <laughs> it seems just a little like, I mean, you said he's a comic book fan. Maybe he just really, really took it seriously and wanted to figure out. He wanted to put his own stamp of realism on it, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's, maybe that's it. It just seems like a whole lot of work to... Figure out how <laughs> you want like to how you want to look when you run. So it's uh, it's interesting. At least it's certainly different from what uh, I'm sure other people that have portrayed the Flash have have put into their research as far as how they would look running. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely interesting. I didn't know any of this stuff.
1: Andrew,
0: yeah, I can kind of see what Zach's saying. It's kind of like it's cool. You admire kung fu and all this but you didn't go and talk to usain bolt at all <laughs> in jamaica you didn't talk to any like actual speed runner dudes like maybe he did and that's not part of this interview but yeah uh it, it seems like that probably should have been number one or two on the list um but i you know i like martial arts history and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i mean i i respect that i think that's cool it's a definitely a different take on it, so uh, it's not a minus per se, but it it does it is kind of like why just go talk to Bolt, man. You know, I don't know, <laughs> uh, it's it's fine.
1: It does kind of remind me of speed skating a little bit in terms of how yeah, he does it as well.
0: Also that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk to some Olympic speed skaters or something as well, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's still cool though. It's fine. There's a lot of like. I mean we're not we don't really associate running with kung fu but there might be they might have some techniques that we're not could, aware of.
1: It could honestly just be Ezra Miller's own interests crossing over. Yeah. Where yeah, yeah. was just like, "Oh, like, well, I'm interested in this, so might as well just add this stuff in even yeah. if it's not necessarily connected." Uh, I mean, I personally was never really that bothered by how, you know, the Flash yeah, is me, running stance. Yeah, uh, I, I was just yeah. If anything, I was just like, if there's anything that throws me off sometimes, it's just how high-tech the costume looks. And even right. then, that's you know that's going to be changed for the next movie. So I, I've never been a huge critic of the way that The Flash runs, but I thought this backstory was fascinating. Because I, I thought he was just going to yeah. be like, oh, I,
2: I studied speed skaters.
0: I'm glad he cared. I mean no. it does seem like he cared quite a bit, so it, at least mm-hmm. there's it has that going for it.
2: Yeah. The only thing I so, don't like about this Flash's costume is the back of his head. If you the literally, back of his look his head. It looks like a shorter version of the Green Goblin's helmet. Did you ever look <laughs> at it? It's like a Oh little, with the this is the point there? There's a little bit of a point in that it really bothers oh, yeah. me. yeah. Uh. That's the Hell's Speed
0: Force, dude. It's like
1: Aerodynamics.
2: It's aerodynamics, dude. I don't know. It just looks you know, like science. You don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I need science facts. Flash facts. <laughs> <laughs> is Neil deGrasse Tyson up on
0: this bitch or what? Let's get Neil deGrasse Tyson up this. <laughs> hey, guys. <Yeah>. Flash facts. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. So let's tackle the timeline of this version of Barry Allen. The first time we meet the Flash in the DCEU is actually the future version of of the Flash in Batman vs Superman, where he comes to warn Batman about the future. We talked about this before, but the ex- explanation for this is in the plans for Justice League two and three, and is almost a reference to Crisis on Infinite Earths, where Batman gets visited by a future vision vision of the Flash, sort of warning gets him. Gets visited by Vision,
0: Paul Bettany. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of the ship of Theseus? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who the hell are you? <laughs> uh, but let's go into the chronological order then. Through the, you know, up from the time that we see the liquor store to through the end of Justice League and potentially into the Machete film. So, like the, his comic book counterpart, this version of Barry Allen is from Central City. In the opening shot of Chapter 3, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, the sign says it has a population of 1,395,600. This is actually the exact number in the Flash secret files and origins from 2010. So that is great. Shout out to uh, the Twitter user Zach uh, versus comics, not our but (laughs) in reference to Zach Snyder. Uh, So you can find them over at uh, Zach uh, underscore no. Uh, The file shown in Justice League about Barry Allen places Barry's birth date to be September 30th, 1992. Now... This is, there's an obvious source for that. That's the exact same birthday as Ezra Miller.
0: He was born in 92. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> Barry is in college during this time. <clears throat> where he's going yeah, for true. a I, criminal I, yeah, justice yeah, degree in this. Uh, Barry identifies as Jewish when he looks at the photo that Bruce Wayne get, gives him. Ezra Miller in real life is Jewish. But this is not the first time that Barry Allen has been revealed as Jewish. In wow. the 1989 comic book special Christmas with the Flash and Green Lantern Hal Jordan's Green Lantern Wishes Barry a Happy Hanukkah
3: Really? So,
1: I, 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 believe did, I that's thought was
0: adding list. that himself. That's, I didn't huh. know that was part of canon
1: That is technically canon I don't know if there's any other instance of that uh, but it seems like Hal is not just saying that to because it seems like maybe he's just saying that for the audience in case there's any Jewish readers but it seems like he's making a deliberate effort to say Happy Hanukkah to Flash because Flash said Merry Christmas to him
3: Right, right. At least right. in
1: the context of that panel, hmm. uh, in Justice League, Alfred says that Barry is uh, lost his mother when he was nine, I believe. And even if we discount the Justice League from continuity, it still would make sense for Barry in the Snyderverse to be around that age when this happens. Uh, so. This would be around 2001, then, that Nora Allen is killed, likely by the reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne, and her husband, Henry Allen, is arrested and put behind bars. Barry insists that his father is innocent, which prompts him to go for a criminal justice degree when he's in college and free his dad. Uh, Henry Allen is played by Billy Crudup in both versions of Justice League and will be played by Ron Livingston in the upcoming Machete movie. Meanwhile, Nora Allen will be played by uh, Spanish actress Maribel Verdu in the upcoming Andy Machete movie, making Barry part Spanish, which is kind of weird to me since Ezra Miller has no Spanish or Latina blood whatsoever, but maybe <laughs> they'll have a different explanation for that. You know? I
0: guess so. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, now, this brings up an interesting point. Barry is clearly younger than Bruce Wayne in these movies. Uh, the death of the Waynes happens in 1981, as we covered in the uh, Secret Origins of Batfleck uh, episode. And that's identified by the Excalibur, theater Marquis, as well as just the fact that uh, it says 1981, literally, on the tomb of the Waynes when uh, oh, Bruce yeah, goes that's there. that's right. So if Barry, in Flashpoint, because everyone's just like they should have had Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Thomas Wayne as Batman... If Barry goes back in time to save his mother in 2001, though, how would Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Thomas Wayne suddenly be alive as Batman if he died 20 years earlier in 1981? In other words, how would Thomas Wayne be the Flashpoint Batman in this continuity, because he would be long dead before Barry Allen was even born?
0: It's another Earth, easily, duh. Hmm. (laughs)
1: Hence why it's Keaton. (laughs) Honestly. <laughs> like, oh, right. Even though, I, I don't get me wrong, I would love to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Flashpoint Batman. I Wouldn't would love everybody. To see, I would love to see that carry over into him writing the letter that then Ezra Miller delivers Ooh. to Ben Affleck's Batman. But just the logistics of it, they would have to have a different explanation for that to happen. Maybe Barry tries to go back in time and prevent the death of the Waynes or something in order for that to happen. Dude, if uh, they fucking
0: but... have that scene with Keaton Batman... And ba- and Keaton is reading and is like, "Where did you get this, Barry? I will stand up and applaud immediately. <laughs> I will everyone in the theater.
1: I just feel like it's not the same because it's like Keaton had like no mention of his dad in any of the previous movies. Yeah. <laughs> you Man, know, it's, it's, it's not still the same to get, though, I think. connection. Eh, we'll see. We'll see what Machete has in store. I but. know. We'll
3: see. <laughs> It'll just be an
0: interesting use of Keaton Bat. I'm just
1: saying that the Flashpoint Batman kind of already got discounted before anybody was making a Flash movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Due to the casting and due to the timeline presented here. Yeah, they fucked Uh, it up. Close to his appearance in Batman vs Superman, Barry eventually gains the powers to become the Flash. Justice League specifically says that Victor uh, Victor Stone says Barry was struck by lightning. He's like, "So you were struck by lightning, huh?" And I imagine Snyder's version comes about the same way. But, as I brought up, if Barry's not in the crime lab yet, he doesn't even have a job, how did he become the Flash? He wouldn't have been around the chemicals necessary, Mm. and just getting hit by lightning doesn't turn someone into the Flash, or else everybody would be the Flash. Uh, Everybody who's been hit
2: by it would have been the Flash. He was in those Wudang Mountains when he got struck by lightning. (laughs) (laughs) He was already doing the poses, and that happened. Yeah. Or he was smoking some weed and got struck by lightning at the same time he was on the astral plane too so you yes. know what I'm saying oh yeah
1: those that's what happened that's exactly what happened yeah he he's was on the just, astral plane just, thanks to the weed <laughs> the was,
0: was just there in the comics and in real life yes. existing as he <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so here's my theory and it, it's from the comics going back to 1985 crisis on infinite earths barry allen runs fast enough to save the world save the multiverse really and dies in the process but there was an addition to this, and that came about in Secret Origins Annual Number no. 2 in 1988. This was written by Robert Lauren Fleming, and art by Murphy Anderson and Carmine Infantino. What? Carmine Infantino is back in 1988 oh, after oh, oh. helping to create this character in the 60s, <laughs> 50s and 60s. Render under um,
0: Caesar, bitch.
1: When Barry basically disintegrated, his essence went back in time and became the lightning bolt that hit him years ago turning him into the Flash and creating a bootstrap paradox. So he gave himself the powers. And the final narration of the comic says, quote, As a scientist, I should have realized from the start, electricity always travels in a circuit.
0: God damn. So,
3: <laughs> hell of a final line from Fleming there. A bootstrap so my, paradox.
1: Yes. So a bootstrap paradox is the idea of, like, what created, what was the initial cause then? Because if Barry Allen... Was created by a lightning bolt from the future. Where did the lightning bolt come from? Because Barry Allen wouldn't have had the speed to be able to do that, or have the powers to do that without that lightning bolt. You know what I mean? So like kind of like out. the
2: kind of like the end of Watchmen. That's what I was just thinking about the Watchmen TV show.
3: Mm.
0: There's something called the grandmother paradox too in in actual physics. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just some jackass on the internet. But mm-hmm. it's 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 basically if you go back in time to kill your grandmother to commit suicide, how could you have done that in the first place? You understand what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Because you'd yeah. be dead. Uh, this was one of the first things that I read as far as uh, actual physics is concerned.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my theory then. I think the future Barry Allen will die and become the lightning bolt that hits past Ezra Miller Barry and give him the powers, in which case no crime lab chemicals really necessary. On that to create that
3: right
2: so that's a possibility your mind's Uh, still
0: blown zach i feel like you're still
2: (laughs) (laughs) it it drew me it drove me crazy in that show too i just couldn't wrap my mind around it that it's like well the future caused something to happen in the past and it's just like i don't know that's true bothers me the
0: the causal link or whatever is is fucked up but, uh you could yeah. also be like Avengers Endgame time. and just be
1: like there is no causal link <laughs> and then yeah. it all creates yeah. another universe
0: that's true another <laughs> branch
1: baby because my wife yeah.
2: was saying like well time isn't linear like we think it is it's not just like a straight line mm-hmm. and it could be like an accordion folded up on itself so you could
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think that's our our theory about ghost is that it's not really a ghost it's just like you get a glimpse into either the future or the past quickly and it's like oh there's a mm-hmm. you like see something but you, you're you not really in that plane so I guess Mm -hmm. it could work in that case, but it just uh, still bothers me. (laughs) We don't know, dude,
0: we don't know what time is really. We have clocks Mm -hmm. and shit, we measure it, but we don't, we know gravity affects it. That's it. I, I feel like, again, I'm just some jackass on the internet, but I feel like we really don't know a whole lot about time. Yeah, uh, and so that also gives comic book writers a lot to fuck with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Anytime somebody says, "Oh, they didn't follow that rule in a time travel movie," I'm like, "Well, there's fucking no what rule? Rules, <laughs> yeah, really. what
1: rule. Have you time traveled
0: lately? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your experience. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about all these fucking uh, watertight rules that actual physics has about time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> so um, <laughs> also, this is fake. Yeah. It's, it's Unless, a, uh, Every time, like, Back to the Future and all this shit, like, uh, it's, that's another tangent. That's too, Unless that's, your name
1: is Doc Brown or you're the yeah. doctor from Doctor Who, I don't yeah. want to hear it.
0: Ta- just, <laughs> dude, you can time travel, you can do all kinds of shit with it. Like, yeah. Don't worry about the rules of time travel.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, back to Barry. According to Snyder, in an interview at Justice Con, this version of Barry Allen has ADHD, which is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, uh, which I think I can see from the uh, characterization. Uh, after getting his powers, Barry scraps together his costume, which Bruce Wayne identifies is made from silica-based quartz fabric used by spaceships to prevent them from burning up upon reentry. This is to prevent, prevent him from burning up what uh, you know, whenever he uses his powers, which we kind of see when he sort of explodes out of his shoes in order to save Iris mm-hmm. in that opening scene. Uh, another thing that's different about this flash is that his lightning is blue not th- the traditional yellow. Oh. Snyder apparently said the blue is meant to hi- be sort of more of a highlight. Uh, it seems to be more of a v- just general visual choice, not supposed to be symbolic of anything. But we'll see if this ex- gets explained in the Muschietti movie because I believe the Muschietti concept art shows yellow lightning, not blue lightning. I so they might just Muschetti, be contradicting that.
0: For some reason, I can see Muschietti pivoting back to yellow. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. It's just
1: like, eh, we'll just do my thing. Kind of just like James Wan did not do yeah. the bubble. It's fine. So
0: Let him yeah. do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so when Bruce Wayne shows up to the apartment of Barry Allen, eagle-eyed Snyder fans found this. <laughs> in the back, because I did not catch this, in the very background there is a sheet of doodles where he's brainstorming the Flash insignia. With the different types of lightning one of them being the wally west lightning insignia that was on the original costume Mm -hmm. and next to them uh is the insignia insignia for superman sort of implying that the flash having that on his chest is inspired by superman which i think makes sense That's cool that's cool he says superman is his hero in the movie and he does have this on his chest so It makes a lot of sense for this to happen. So it's likely that this uh, he develops this suit, creates the insignia, partially due to being inspired by Superman. Also, he chooses red, and Superman also has red in his costume. Right, right, right. It all makes sense uh as a side note there is a criticism of batman versus superman that we didn't really talk that much about we talked about the fact that they were revealed through an email but we didn't really talk about this which is that uh people say lex Luthor gave all the future justice league members their own names and branding when uh, he had diana's photo and (laughs) the surveillance footage of the others yeah i i would argue though wonder woman has the ww type symbol on her chest armor aquaman has his symbol on his belt and the flash has his on his chest though not in that surveillance footage so the only person who seems to have been given any sort of logo by Lex is Cyborg, because Cyborg doesn't have really a logo. Yeah. But you could say Lex is drawing off of what's in the footage of these different metahumans. He didn't actually give them those logos in BVS. So that's sort of my argument to that when mm. I thought about it on it. Because uh, I was just like, wait a minute. They already had those logos. It's not like Flash said, well, Lex Luthor said that I should have this lightning logo, so therefore I'm going to do it. Like, no, he already had that costume made, as we saw in uh, Justice League and Suicide Squad. It
0: feels to me with that stuff. Like, some of it's explained really well, and it makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense. And then there's stuff like this where it's like, where it's just them and the producers like, ah, it's a comic book movie. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, they just don't, there's not much of a good explanation for it. Really, no, I mean,
1: I'd say that if he's just drawing off of what he's seen of could that, and that's the symbols that he sees, then like that makes sense. But I mean, it's could be that's one of those things where I'm just like, this feels like Warner Brothers shoving that in and not actually what Snyder
2: and Terry wanted to do.
0: It's just like, guess what, everybody? We're catching <laughs> up. Justice to League's Marvel. coming. <laughs> do you think that, right now.
2: that Flash had a costume during Batman vs. Superman? at that point does, uh he does he i mean he doesn't up in the fucking he doesn't or whatever he, he, he doesn't then. well
1: yeah but he doesn't have it in the liquor store like he doesn't have right. the, yeah. the flash costume that we see but he does have it in suicide squad he caught captain That's boomerang right. I'm, I'm gonna get to God, that in i forgot
2: bit. he was in that movie do you <laughs> yeah, think so, that oh, they, he made that costume right after doomsday or like i'm trying to think of the timeline here because yeah why is he well boomerang's been in jail for a while though oh yeah
1: I think huh. in Suicide Squad, because he gets caught by the Flash, then sent to jail in Bell Rev, and then he gets, you know, given that possible pardon and become part of Task Force. But, like, you know. Now. So I would think he would have gotten, he would have been caught during BVS or
2: beforehand. Because for uh, Batman versus Superman, how. Uh, when does that take place in relation to Man of Steel? Is that like one year later, months later?
1: 18 months later. Okay. 18 months later, uh, between when Batfleck sees the, you know, the the sky where Zod and Superman are fighting he's just glaring up and then it says 18 months later so, so a little over
2: a year Kryptonian. where Superman has been in the public eye so that's yeah. I guess like the time frame that Flash would have to where he says like that's his hero and he uses that inspiration to create his costume so it yeah. still seems like it's very soon I'm just trying to make it all make sense but well, he does in my find head.
0: himself to have similar he sees himself in the same boat as Superman in a sense because he's all got powers. Yeah. so it, it's fast, but it could line up. Yeah, I, I mean, if you want In to the go 18 down months, this I mean, explanation, he, Superman, it's fine. I think
1: Superman would be a hero for like a year and a half, and and yeah. you just need like one incident of getting hit by lightning, and then coming up with the you know silica based course fabric and all that stuff. He could he could do it. Yeah, um, we don't really see him wear it before Justice League, with the exception of Suicide Squad. So, we're going to so, go into that in a bit.
0: Since we brought up Superman, I want to say this too. Everybody talks about, hey, he's a Boy Scout. He's a Boy Scout. It's boring. They all have to have really strong moral base. You can't mm-hmm. have the powers of fucking time travel like the Flash <laughs> yeah. and not be a Boy Scout. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, this guy can literally change fucking everything. i more powerful than Superman in a lot of ways, but doesn't... It's just Super- well, Superman has that rap of the Boy Scout thing. Maybe the blue color does something to people's minds too. But... Uh... <laughs> But, like, I feel like they're, Flash is in a similar boat, I think, with this. Like, yeah, m- I'd mo- say morally, yeah. right? You
1: have Morally. To I mean, that's why Reverse Flash exists, honestly. Yeah, right, right. But I, Reverse I, Flash is, like, who the Flash would be if he were
2: evil. It's
0: godlike to change time.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know? I think Flash's personality and just, like, the kind of tone of a lot of his stories make his his moral compass more acceptable it feels like it's we yeah. c- i can just accept him being like so good and he's not it he doesn't feel overly righteous like superman comes off sometimes i think superman yeah. gets that rap because he is essentially the first superhero and yeah. people think back to like the original comics where he's just like you know captain america pie and stuff it's just like he's he is so <laughs> uh i don't know just so straight-laced whereas when i see the flash he i think he has a sense of humor enough about him that it's uh i can i can accept it more easily i don't know what mm-hmm. it is
0: i i can Could i be can that. understand that but it's just a matter of like you have to you do have to have like an iron moral compass like a steel mm-hmm. <laughs> steel i don't know just a very good moral compass in order to not want to can eventually most people would probably want to control things a lot and you can control the course of history mm-hmm. at a certain point and maybe i should go back and kill hitler you know what i mean like yeah. there's a lot of a lot of that kind of thing so mm-hmm. um now i'm wondering are there any like amazing like else worlds with the flash or you know how Invincibles like a different superman kind of thing like mm-hmm. is there that kind mm-hmm. of thing but with the flash anyway that's another mm-hmm. fucking topic isn't it
1: yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll put a pin in that and talk about the first time, chronologically, that he wears the suit that we've seen is in Suicide Squad to stop uh, Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang at the Central City Boomerang. Diamond Exchange. Uh, the scene was not shot by David Ayer. Uh, this scene was shot by Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder shot the scene hmm. for uh, Suicide Squad while they were shooting Justice League, because timeline-wise, they were in production of Justice League when... Suicide Squad was in post-production, so it made sense to just do this small little scene and then put that in uh, during the edit. So uh, that came from Snyder himself. Uh, So far, Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad is the main Flash villain we've met, uh, though James Gunn's The Suicide Squad will introduce Peter Capaldi playing The Thinker, who started off as a Flash villain. So maybe uh, he'll be connected to The Flash as well or be in a future movie connected to The Flash, or maybe not. Uh, Are they doing a reverse
0: flash for Machete? Am I jumping ahead? Uh,
1: If they are, they haven't said anything. They're they're
0: tight-lipped about the villain, huh?
1: (laughs) They've cast Barry's parents, yeah, and then they've cast a bunch of other superheroes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I bet
2: so. It seems like they're trying to do something similar to Flashpoint, at least being able to travel through time. So there's going to be a reason for it. Dimension,
0: yeah. By the way, this is, news will probably break as soon as we, or before we release this episode. Uh, so I'm <laughs> sorry if we're behind the times, everybody. We're a little ahead.
1: Yes. We're literally uh, in the
2: past right now. Yeah. Yes,
1: we're jumping yeah. forward. Uh, as we covered in our coverage be... of Justice League 2 and 3, Captain Cold was meant to be the villain for the 2018 Flash movie uh, and then carry on into becoming part of the Injustice League in the Justice League sequels. Uh, let's see, so chronologically before, right before we get to the events of Justice League, at some point beforehand, Barry discovered he could travel in time, because he's he's already aware of that in the movie and if he goes beyond the speed of light, he's able to turn back time, and so he makes a rule to himself never to do it again which he references during the movie Uh, Barry in the Snyder Cut is searching for a job while getting a criminal justice degree, and during his search he meets Iris West for the first time as we saw, now we're in the the actual Snyder cut events uh, in the comics, Barry and Iris meet when he was already in the, in the crime lab as part of the central city police. And Iris was a reporter working on a case that Barry was investigating. So that's how they met and bonded. Uh, they were not adopted brother and sister, like in the CW show, which makes things weird. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's something that the CW show created. Um, In the movie, she hits the Gardner Fox truck, which also hits a hot dog cart, and uh, he goes to rescue her. So one notable moment that people have brought up is Barry catching the hot dog, and it's been pointing out that there is a possible comic book connection to this. So in the original comic, showcase number four, as we say here, uh, Barry has the accident in the crime lab, and he finds himself out running a taxi for the first time. That's his... That's his discovery of the speed, and he's like, well, I must be on something, or that lightning must have really hit hard. Because so, <laughs> he doesn't think, like, oh, man, I got super speed. This is amazing. He's like, what the hell is wrong with my brain? So uh, he decides to stop by in a diner, and... Uh, he, gets you know, and he, get, he gets the munchies. and he Because he gets the munchies. and Actually, uh, he does
0: get the munchies, though. <laughs> that is true. Yes.
1: And uh, a waitress slips... And the food on the tray falls in a scene that seems like it's right out of Spider-Man. Was adapted by Spider-Man. <laughs> it actually originates in The Flash. And one of the one of the food that's flying, as you can see in the Whoa. YouTube version, are sausages. <laughs> a lot, lot of jokes to be had about this I know. here panel. I, know. I know. I'm waiting, I Andrew. will refrain. Aww. I will refrain. I am not <laughs> so lowbrow. <laughs> yes. So I'll have you know. uh, that some people say that that's the connection between the comic book and the movie is the the midair sausages, the midair hot dogs. And the...
2: Anyway, look guys, oh, I got shit. this idea. It's from the first <laughs> Flash comic. There's wieners flying in the air. We gotta have a wiener in this scene. It's like, right. I, right, is this what Zach? No, this is Zack Snyder. Is this what are saying? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, but I'm just trying to think like of the conversation. wieners
0: that are stuck midair that's right <laughs> you know and, uh, and then Zack Snyder's like well it's in the comics, so they will forgive anything <laughs>
1: uh, when Barry rescues Iris and puts the hot dog in his pocket he speeds off but she sees him speed off so she knows that he's a metahuman she knows that he's the Flash uh, this uh, is a little different from the comics where Iris did not find out for a long time just like Lois Lane and she didn't find out until their wedding day in the flash as covered in the flash number 174 written by john broom where apparently she found out because barry talks in his sleep
3: so,
0: <laughs> of course
1: i think this i think snatter had the right idea by just forgetting yeah. that and having her know from the beginning just like uh lois knows from the beginning about
0: yeah. superman you don't always follow the comics yeah just put it that way
3: you do when it's there's a, a flying hot dog, but it's a right. secret identity. Yeah. I know.
2: it's such a trope, I'm glad they didn't do it that uh you yeah, know you have the to keep the secret from your Oh no, now no. I know that's been in identity. it's throughout history there has been many flying hot dogs. The but no the Greeks themselves. <laughs> the trope of like the loved one not knowing about the secret identity because, you know, you've got to protect them. Oh the villains yes. if they found out who I am are gonna come for you. It's just it gets old after a while, so I'm glad that yeah. they've kind of sidestepped that.
0: Again, dudes talking about this kind of shit, but just to bring it up, and sorry to <laughs> piss people off, but it's sort of anti-feminist too, right? Like, to have them to never know, or, oh, yeah. like, for them, and then there's the trope of like, Lois Lane back in the day, she knows after a while, and I think I think Mary Jane too, is Spider-Man, but she's she does, like, yeah. eventually what all, you come back them, home no. and be a father? Or, you know, like, <laughs> They're, like, not supportive of, like, them going out and doing a man's work or whatever the fuck. Like, it's just mm. r- kind of a whole cycle of wrong going on there. But mm. but this is why you have fucking um, – what's the main uh, squeeze in, in Arrow? Uh, Felicity. Felicity. Felicity, right? She's, like, immediately she's, like, go and get that motherfucker. Like, they don't ever really – she's never really, like – come home and stop being Arrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Green Arrow. I mean, like there's she's,
1: not, there were other issues with her too, but like, there's that other, was not one of them. Yeah. There's other
0: issues, but there's definitely <laughs> a, there's a course correction there yeah. with with that kind of thing. So I just think yeah. that's, it's interesting with the progression of things. Well, that's also
1: why Catwoman is a more natural love interest for Batman, because it's like, well, she's going to be out there with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> she doesn't yeah. give a crap about him coming home because she's out yeah. there with him on yeah. that yeah. stuff. She She would find things boring if she wasn't. Out there exactly. With him,
2: so. So it's it's most natural. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ben did. Uh, uh, did Jay Garrick have a uh, love interest?
1: Yeah, Joan Williams. Now, Joan Williams the salad was. in that bowl. Did
2: she not? <laughs> she she that did salad? Did, did she not know his secret identity, even though he is merely wearing a bowl on his head?
3: <laughs> she don't
0: uh, know who I am now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she she does know. She does know in
1: the comics. She does know in the comics. And okay, then, good. uh you run
0: real fast to get this Caesar dressing off my head. <laughs> you know... Uh,
1: and then in the CW show, since John Wesley Shipp was playing both Barry yeah. Allen's dad and Jay Garrick, they had the actress who plays Barry's mom play Joan Williams to play Jay Garrick's love oh, that's interest. that's cool. Makes sense, you know, on that earth that he's from. That's that's who she is.
2: That's convenient that that bowls here though, because, you know, he has a high metabolism... He's got to eat a lot. He's <laughs> Flip it yeah. over, put stuff in it, He's
3: eat got out to of eat
0: it. from the bowl, right? He,
2: well, he has, I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna go into that in a little bit. Okay. So Barry in both versions of Justice League talks about having to scarf down a ton of food to maintain his metabolism and calls himself a snack hole. Uh, <laughs> totally <laughs> so, different meaning uh,
2: nowadays this? <laughs> on this uh, <laughs> no, TikTok. A snack? Yeah, the whole no, snack. No, uh, the snack hole, snack. especially. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the no. hole, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh,
1: This does not actually come from Jay Garrick, nor does it come from Barry Allen. This does not come from the Silver Age comics at all. This is actually a Wally West trait. Wally West did not develop this until uh, the 80s and 90s (laughs) uh, on that. And the idea of him having a high metabolism and having to eat everything started with Wally West and then retroactively then carried over into Barry and other speedsters. So now it's partially Barry's thing in the CW Flash and in the Snyderverse and I believe also in the 90s show like in, in all versions now he, he has this so that's notable uh, also when Barry meets Bruce Wayne he claims to know quote gorilla sign language which some have interpreted <laughs> as a reference to gorilla Grodd it must be uh, what
2: else would that be he's in Congo he's learning sign language yeah. <laughs> ugly yeah.
1: gorilla uh, in terms of other powers we saw Barry has accelerated healing because he does get injured by parademons in uh, the Justice League And uh, the big one, of course, is he's able to travel in time, which pays off big time in the finale. And he has to break that rule in order to resurrect Superman and save Superman again when he is killed with the rest of the Justice League at the end. Apparently, as I brought up before, Warner Brothers did not want Snyder to have Flash go back in time in Justice League. we did
0: that in 78. (laughs) As we saw in the (laughs) Whedon
1: cut where they decided to have him save the Russian family instead. (laughs) Uh, but yeah they they told Snyder not to do it he has it in the movie and also never mind the fact that uh, they immediately greenlit a Flashpoint inspired movie that is built around Flash going back in time to save his mom so I don't know what they were thinking there uh, while the Snyder Cut definitely does this better it is worth noting that a similar event happens in the CW crossover Legends of Yesterday where Vandal Savage straight up kills all of the superheroes and Barry has to travel back in time to the previous day <laughs> in order it. to prevent that so
3: run, Flash Barry, is always fixing run. everything yep <laughs>
1: uh, so this is not in the Snyder Cut but in Justice League Superman and Flash have a friendly race in the final battle to reach the civilians and attempt to race again in the mid-credit scene uh, they do actually race in 1967 in Superman number 199. There is a Superman and Flash race uh, that is called back later in Flash Rebirth, where Superman references their races. And Flash was like, that was for charity, Clark. And then he speeds yeah, off even yeah. faster. That was one of my badass lines in recent history. <laughs> that was for charity, Clark. That, that's Jeff Johns, yeah. <laughs> so Flash should always be faster than Superman, yeah. in my opinion. Because yeah. otherwise, what's the point? There's
0: no fucking point.
1: Yeah, there's no point to The Flash if he's slower, so. Yeah. Um, uh, One other thing to bring up. Barry has never actually called The Flash in Justice League or in Batman vs. Superman. Uh, In Suicide Squad, he's never called it out loud. He does get the name through the uh, sort of the files that they have on him, I believe, is what's been said. But it's never said that The Flash caught him. However, he does get named by the Flash, and he gets an unlikely inspiration from that, and that person who gives him that name is the Grant Gustin Flash.
2: Oh, shit. So, nice, uh, nice, nice. in the CW Ooh. crossover
1: Crisis on Infinite Earth, spoilers for a one-year-old episode, but Ezra Miller's Flash meets Grant Gustin's Flash in Crisis on Infinite Earths, and Grant Gustin points out, like, oh, so you're the Flash, too, and Miller's like, the Flash. Oh, yeah. The Flash, and that's where he gets the name. He gets it from Grant Gustin Dang. in Crisis on Infinite Earths. So, uh, the, I always thought that was awesome because it's like he gets it from from another Flash, kind of like how Barry Allen in the original comics got his name from the Jay Garrick comics in his world. So, right, it all makes sense. Uh, many have drawn a parallel of the Flash Batman relationship in Justice League to the Iron Man Spider Man relationship in the MCU. If you think about how they're first introduced, both are young heroes visited by a veteran billionaire superhero in their apartments who already know their true identity. Both Barry and Peter Parker deny the truth until the other superhero forces them to reveal themselves. Uh, And they also have security footage of them using their powers in the past. Oh, wow. And we obviously drew the parallel to the fact that Bruce Wayne was meant to die in Justice League 3, much like Tony Stark dies in Avengers Endgame.
0: I am Batman. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and Iron Man gives Spider-Man's suit to Peter, uh, while there were reports that Bruce was supposed to give Flash his own Wayne Tech suit at the end of Justice League, uh, but this obviously didn't happen in either cut. Uh, however, at DC FanDome, they announced that Ezra Miller will be wearing a new Flash suit for the film that looks like it's going to be more traditional, none of these like layers of different armored plating on it, uh, and they said that Bruce Wayne will be giving it to him, but when they said this, Andy Muschietti said his friend Bruce Wayne is going to give it to him. The image did not cut to a shot of Ben Affleck. The image cut to a shot of Michael Keaton. Damn. So Hell yeah. So there's an implication there that it's possible Michael Keaton's Batman gives Ezra Miller a new Flash suit. Or maybe that's just how they wanted to cut it together because they're just like, eh, let's just show Batman, let's just show the concept art. So I don't know. It would make sense if it's Ben Affleck because that's the Batman who, you know, Ezra Miller's Flash knows. But
2: if it comes from Michael Keaton's Batman, I'm not going to complain either. So got some kind of buddy uh, armor. What was that, Zach? I said he's got some kind of buddy armor. I think he wants, he's going to give him like a, ru- a rubber suit, with like the rubber sculpted abs and stuff on it, or it could be more like the, the deco bat suit. So it's like the deco Flash with the like sculpted little aerodynamic pieces on it. Huh. Essentially, yeah. I could go for the so, back of the head. Yes. For smoother. Smoother.
1: Those are the flashbacks for the DCEU Flash. What do you guys think? Any closing thoughts?
3: I don't know. It's
2: pretty cool. <laughs>
1: All right.
2: Thanks, Zach.
3: <laughs> Great oh, commentary, I, Zach.
1: <laughs> I like it. This is why we bring you on.
2: That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm actually more interested in seeing what happens now in the Flash movie. I mean, I know that everyone mm-hmm. else is... Excited about it because it's gonna have Michael Keaton's Batman and uh, and the return of Ben Affleck's Batman and everything. But I I really do want to like see a good story that focuses. It seems like still mainly on Flash himself because as we talked about with the Snyder Cut, I I did like I grew to like this Flash more than I did in the Justice mm-hmm. League uh, cut. So I I'm really excited to give him a chance. And I was a big fan of the CW show and I was kind of like. little put off whenever they cast uh Ezra Miller because I was so attached to Grant Gustin and Mm -hmm. uh, I like that show so much so now that I'm you know kind of in the in the Gustin ballpark of wanting to see what happens I think it's it's past time for him to get his due and uh being able to be focused on a little bit more and all the facts are really cool I I do wish I guess they would say exactly what happened as far as his origin goes but I have a feeling that may be something that they delve into more in his solo movie, <laughs> even though it's going to have all these other characters. As solo as it can be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, still, there's a lot of facts I didn't know about him, so um, I feel educated. Nice. Andrew? Yeah, I mean,
0: I've grown to like Flash more. Uh, he wasn't in a lot of video games growing up. And that was like one of my main sources of learning about comic book characters, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, but so I didn't I didn't have a whole lot of familiarity growing up. So it's kind of in the past 15 years or so I've really grown to like the character a lot. Him and Aquaman, and um, they're kind of in the same same boat for me, really, in that way. Uh, and and again, like I just love the this the kind of like delve into science kind of aspect i love that flash facts has always been a part of the flash it'd be cool if they did bring it back for like the final season like like i said neil (laughs) grass tyson would be cool something like that Mm -hmm. and uh or bill nye or whoever uh michio kaku or some or somebody um but uh what else man um I mean, he's like one of the most powerful characters and I would be interested to see what they do with that, with the flash movie. Um, I would love to know the villain uh, of this fucking movie. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to get announced before we release this episode though. It's definitely (laughs) going to happen. It's Uh, currently in production. It being Andy Muschietti, the guy that directed it with a horror pedigree, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it probably would be reverse flash only problem with that is we already kind of saw that on the CW, but I guess it'll be an amped up version. Yeah. By the way, this I f- I remember seeing like leaks, and they probably changed this by now. But there was like leaks of that Flash script where, again, this is probably DCEU leaks on Reddit, so it's probably bullshit. But mm-hmm. like the end fight has them punching each other through time, like him in Reverse Flash, so he punches them into a dinosaur and the <laughs> other guy gets punched into the Sphinx and like the the final battle supposedly is like really fucking insane and that's the kind of thing like you amp up the insanity like you couldn't mm-hmm. you could punch through buildings and stuff obviously with Man of Steel with Superman but mm-hmm. with this this is like a whole other deal yeah you know this is a whole level of you know sci-fi really that you go up so mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of fun there to be had and a whole new level of easter eggs and all that kind of shit like topo and aquaman like all the aquaman yeah. easter eggs that are specific to that character so much new shit now and he's a lot of people's favorite character too mm-hmm. so it's good that he's finally getting the justice the justice that he, deserved. Yes. he deserves
1: yes yeah no, i think the the snyder cut absolutely redeemed the ezra miller version of Barry Allen, particularly the scene of the time travel scene, especially uh, on that. So I'm excited to see what's going to come on that with the Machete film again. I, I kind of wish. I feel like a Flashpoint story is better for a later Flash movie, not the first Flash movie. But so what would it be? The
0: Wizard, now. Gorilla Grodd, what <laughs> you you want? Captain. Are you Cold? trying to say
1: who you're asking who it should be? I mean, it, if he is going back in time to prevent the death of his mother, then. The person who killed his mom was Reverse Flash.
0: Yeah, right. So, so th- they kind of have to do this for this first Machete movie. But but also for no.
1: Flashpoint. Yeah. Uh, eh, I mean, it's weird because he only does that because there's this history between Flash and Reverse Flash. You don't like if you start with that. This is like starting the first Batman Joker uh, conflict with the Killing Joke. Like you don't, yeah, right. They already it's have a history it's kind of like, culminates in that story. Not like you start with that because it's like, where else do you have to go?
2: It's kind of like starting with Batman versus Superman as the first meeting between <laughs> Batman and Superman, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Seems to be a pattern.
3: <laughs>
2: oh man, yes. I so think they I, chose it because it's yeah. such a popular storyline that a lot of like I get modern it. fans know.
1: I get it, but maybe make that something for us to anticipate in the future. Plant the seeds yeah. for Flashpoint. Don't start with Flashpoint because it's like, well, then what? The next movie he fights Captain Cold and the Rogues. That yeah. feels like a downgrade. Like how? Like no, do the Rogues first. Have him discover the time, or like he already discovered the time travel. But if they didn't have, if we didn't have the Snyder Cut and we didn't know that was happening, then have him discover time travel, all the sorts of stuff. Develop his relationship with Iris. Like develop all the stuff. There's so much more to Flash than just the Flashpoint story.
0: Yeah, it's kind about. of like 70 years of history. <laughs> <laughs> this is well, this is the
1: celebration of 75 years on here. Now, yeah, mind right? you, the first few you know years was the Jay Garrick Flash, but it's still Flash stories.
0: Good old bullhead.
2: So. <laughs> related to Buckethead, if you will
3: bucket head <laughs> yes magneto the bucket head
2: <laughs> so uh
1: that is our coverage of the flash and why the flash runs like that and that is superhero stuff you should know cool so we have a few fan comments starting with kieran jones commented on our justice league two and three coverage Uh, You left a couple comments. I'm going to address one at a time. uh, This one, and then I'll save the next one. Uh, Save your other comment for the next one. And this says, around 4338, you guys forget that in the old Justice League 2 and Justice League 2A outline. Uh, Sorry, this is a comment on our Batfleck episode. Uh, Batman has a new Batcave under Wayne Manor that Superman didn't know about. He's talking about the Nightmare timeline, where uh, there's a Batcave under Wayne Manor, where all the sort of Nightmare Resistance Justice League members are... Uh, and says, so, so there was going to be one under Wade Manor at some point. We just didn't get to see it yet. So, okay. yeah, I mean, we we were mainly talking about uh, the Batflex stuff that was supposed to be a backstory. But, yeah, that's also uh, a legit thing to point out is that there was going to be a Batcave underneath the, the Manor in that version. So uh, that's cool. Probably because this version of Superman, having visited Alfred, knows that location of the Batcave. And so Batman moves it to a different location, which is now the traditional version in the Nightmare Timeline. So that makes sense. Uh, next one comes from the idiot philosopher. <laughs> the idiot philosopher you said it. You turns said it about out us. turns out idiot philosopher is not an idiot. Uh, brought, this user brought up quote technicality alert: Ben Affleck is the only actor to play both Batman and Superman. Uh, in live action, yes, that's that's true. Ben Affleck also played George Reeves, who dons the Superman outfit during his time uh, on the show in the movie Hollywood Land, So that is definitely true. So he's Batman, right Superman, and Daredevil. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh, last comment comes from Castiano Henrique uh, on our clip from the Batfleck episode, saying, "Quote: I met you a few days ago. I'm listening to all the podcasts and enjoying it a lot. From a new Brazilian fan." Did you, did you meet not, him? Did you meet? I don't know. Well, who, I didn't who. meet him. <laughs> I don't
3: I he, him. I think. I
2: he. I think he means virtually.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm We're sorry. We're in yes, Brazil. If, if, yeah. I thought he. I thought he was with you. I, I apologize. <laughs> it's,
0: it's uh, yeah. Uh, English might not be your native. Okay, uh, Castiano. AI.
1: Let us know which one of us uh you're refer- you're referring to. But uh, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Maybe I met him on Clubhouse or something. But uh, oh, yeah. Let yeah. us know. So. That's the, that's the only way I can think of where I would be interacting with somebody in a different country outside of our, like, social media and stuff. So, uh, anyway, uh, thank you, Castiano. Over to Andrew on thank the you. rest of our closing.
0: Thank you, Cassiano. Your English is way better than my Portuguese. So, all right. Um, let's... Uh pull up those notes which i just had and they are filling in the gaps here all right thank you everybody for those comments and also thank you to our patreon supporters they are shasta Leom O, jose arrocha super inframan douglas p dan d aaron willett nick noir jesse e jeffrey r sketchcraft scott v and yuli and we'd like to thank our other supporters they support us in other ways and they are sparkageddon sdct productions robert schumann kooky noms matt herring elijah b shamrock balls where you been shamrock i feel like it's been a while (laughs) e and h walter wobot john wells and rye guy and please join the shasta army that's the one dollar tier gets you the shout out but really everybody it's about that five dollar tier you get the shout out plus a whole other show an entirely other show if you want to listen to our beautiful voices twice a week, <laughs> Monday wow. and Friday every week, uh, it's there. That's the Patreon. Uh, $5 cancel, cancel anytime. We have Superhouse merch, Superhero Stuff. You should know merch. Uh, that is at Redbubble, uh, superhousepod.redbubble.com Also, tpublic.com slash user slash Superhouse Podcast 5000. Also, Threadless, Superhero Stuff Pod. Com. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Please record us some sort of audio thing, whatever you want on your phone. Send that to superhousepodcast at gmail.com. That is our email. And then uh, also please animate our sketches if you want. Um, just put the hashtag in the video itself somewhere through the entire duration of the video also that would be great um and then also hashtag us let us know that you made it that'd be awesome but yeah i'm trying to take we're trying to take over tiktok everybody so uh, (laughs) with animation (laughs) because everybody
1: does that (laughs) one fan submitted cartoon at a time (laughs) yeah exactly we're taking over we'll make it (laughs) we're gonna make it
0: Okay, we really know how to deal with this SEO everybody <laughs> uh, but, okay um, I'm Thunderwolf Drew I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter I'm Thunderwolf Lives on all kinds of things including uh, YouTube, ThunderwolfLives.com and uh, that is it for me also another thing yeah I'm working on a film along with, Zach is actually making the poster for it not gonna say much about it right now. Ben will be a part of it eventually. Sorry, Ben, you're not just yet. But but you, <laughs> he quits. He quits.
3: <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> and that was it.
0: That was a great run we had, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting back at him for not being a part of early bird. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My vengeance is complete. <laughs> uh, no, but it's uh, it's called Amano Recon. A-M-A-N-O Recon. That's all I'm going to say right now. It's going to be a little, you know, a plant the seed for now. So uh, that's it. Awesome.
1: Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at SuperHousePod, as well as Instagram at SuperHeroStuffPod. Uh, my website is BenJuanRider, and my YouTube channel is in the description below. On uh, the YouTube side, I believe. Probably also on the uh, Spotify and other Zencast versions. But, uh, anyways, you can also check out my uh, the comic book that Andrew was referring to, EarlEbird.com. That's Earl E Bird.com. Earl-E-Bird.com. That was a uh, character created by my friend who created that project <laughs> and had me as a writer. I had no idea that I could recruit anybody else onto it.
0: Uh, <laughs>
3: This is the funniest part of this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right at the end, baby. <laughs> uh,
1: my personal Instagram is benwanrider, and you can also follow my son, my cat's Instagram, alfiepennyworthcat, which leads us to announce as well, as usual, uh, that we are affiliates with WhiskerBox. If you have a That's furry right. feline friend, uh, WhiskerBox will help you out in providing toys treats all sorts of stuff for your little cat friend and we also have affiliates with uh amazon and ebay where you can get all sorts of stuff that we feature in our show you can get uh you can actually get the funkos here the batman of the michael keaton the grant gustin flash as Woo. well as the uh the flash celebration of 75 years comic book collection that uh, they hell yeah on, only one story out of for the upcoming flash movie um so you can get any of those at superhousepod.com slash Shop. Also, uh, for any Snyder fans out there, we are on Vero now and we need followers. <laughs> we just started uh, that. We would love to contact Zack Snyder to ask some questions that we have brought up on the podcast. Uh, one of my questions is in his mind, did Batfleck ever catch Joe Chill? So I want to be able to ask him that uh, on there, but it would be nice if we had some people on our account as well. So you can follow us. We are there at Superhero Stuff Pod. On it, we also, and we'll put this either in the description below or the comments. But we have a new thing called show notes. Show notes allow you guys to see a lot more of our sources of where we derive our information, uh, YouTube clips of things that we're talking about that we're referencing, and uh, especially if you're only listening off of, say, iTunes or Spotify, and you don't get to see us in person or not in person <laughs> uh, on the video in YouTube, you can check out the show notes. Show notes in the uh, the link. And they'll take you to all sorts of visual stuff that you're not able to see while listening to the podcast. And you're not even able to see while watching us on YouTube.
2: So check us out over there. SuperhousePod.com.
0: Yeah.
3: Over to you, Zach. I'm
2: going to have to go to Amazon.com and get that book <laughs> so I can see those flying weenies for myself.
0: <laughs> we got I a just, link just for you, man.
2: That's right. I just got a, a discount for saying that. So... That's true. <laughs> if you want to see more of my scribbles and drawings, you can go to ZacharyJacksonBrownArt.com and you can follow me on TikTok, on uh, not Twitter, not on there, TikTok, uh, YouTubes, and especially the Instagrams. Uh, just look for Zachary Jackson Brown Art, and you can just uh, soak it up. <laughs> Sop it up nice. like a biscuit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Zach's
1: art is behind me in the YouTube video, and the majority of our YouTube videos is behind me with the column of jokers that are behind me. So uh, thank you, Zach, as usual. Thank you to everyone who's listening. As a bit of a preview, the next Justice League member who joins them on the rooftop of the GCPD is Victor Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg. And so we're going to dive into the evolution of Cyborg's origin throughout comics and TV adaptations. And meanwhile, for the Patreon users this week, when Flash helps resurrect Superman, the Kryptonian computer says, quote, The future has taken root in the present. This is not a line in the comics when Superman was resurrected. It is a line from Merlin in the 1981 film Excalibur. And our what? Patreon episode this week will dive into the influence of Excalibur and other films on Zack Snyder's Snyderverse DC films. So that is for you guys behind the paywall. Hey, I know Andrew's excited.
3: So uh, <laughs> we have a
1: favor
0: to ask of you. Yes. Tell all your friends about us. Ben signing off.
2: It <laughs> <laughs> was supposed to be cooler. <laughs> I, forgot, well, up. I forgot about you doing that, so I was like, what the I, hell is he I, I you forgot right? about it.
3: Indeed!